0: welcome to uncontained episode 163 i'm your host aaron static render and on the show today i speak with a filmmaker from north carolina his name is garen wilson and he's currently actually working on a feature film called jeb which we'll talk about as we get into the show of course and it is actually an lgbtq film and uh he also has a short that he's uh He's working on producing as well and directing, writing, and all that fun stuff, so he has really high goals for that one, and he is shooting for an Oscar in the short film category, and he talks about how you can get your film registered for that as well, and what qualifies your film to be eligible. For an Oscar. And Garrett, although a young filmmaker, has a lot of valuable advice for uh, up and coming filmmakers that are listening to this episode. That is all coming up. I also want to uh, let people know on Saturday, April 27th, I will be. La Estrellita in Oakland with Ace Boone, Valerius Fridays. I'll be actually taking the stage and getting up doing just a couple minutes, but, you know, uh, getting back on stage, a goal of mine that I've been talking about on the show for a while. So I would love to see you all there. If you are in the Bay Area, come on out, hit me up for tickets and I'll get you set up. And I would like to thank the people who have been uh, clicking on the Amazon banner at the top of my uncontained website and help and support the show that way. So please continue to do so. If you haven't, I would appreciate it. Now, I won't keep you waiting any longer for this conversation that I have with Garen Wilson. How are you doing today, Garen? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? I'm well. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today and talking a little bit about what you have going on, how you got into film. So let's let's just get started here. Could you just do a little brief introduction for the Uncontained audience?
1: I was born and raised in North Carolina. I haven't really been into film for that long. I'm probably like four, five years now. Um, I started back in high school, and uh, what's going to surprise you is I'm actually 19 years old. Uh, I'm pretty young, but uh, I've done a lot of things for myself. I've worked on multiple um projects from short films to feature films i actually work right now in broadcast i work for a pretty big news company and there's just a bunch of other different ins and outs and i've been doing it for about four to five years now
0: what was it that uh triggered your interest like four or five years ago about uh you did realize you had a talent or was it just like that looks like fun
1: it was more of just that it looked like fun i uh Always would watch YouTube videos, I guess, and always saw these like cool badass videos basically. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to make one of these. I want to learn how to do it. And I started to, I bought a drone and uh, started filming that because it's pretty popular at the time when drones started coming out. But everybody was buying, you know, around Christmas time, cheap drones and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, if I'm going to buy a drone, I'm going to get me something nice. So I dropped about a grand or so into a drone and started creating some videos and it started to be pretty fun doing that. And then I was like, okay, so I have a drone now and most of it's like aerial and everything like that. Even though I've started to learn that I can use this for other applications of it just because of budget or other things that, you know, you can use the drone as handheld because right there you have a gimbal and everything in a 4K camera for something. And I've seen it done on other things where they'll actually cast drones and for a longer shot or something and so I finally realized I was like you know what I'm gonna get another camera and I purchased my first DSLR and started practicing with that and just learned a bunch of different things with that
0: all right very cool man so take me through what was your first creation
1: um I still have it on YouTube um, the first thing I probably did with that drone was I took it above the tree line so we got a lot of trees and stuff and mountains and everything in North Carolina and I filmed like a thirty-second video of just going over trees and learning a little bit about that.
0: All right, so I was looking around online, but I've seen you do like a wide variety of work. It seems like uh, you go from uh, hip-hop videos to a short film I saw called *Awaken*. So, are you trying to go after a certain genre of film, or are you just kind of experimenting right now?
1: It's more of experimenting, I guess. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I like doing. And there's a mix of it. Of Like, music videos are fun and all, but do I really see myself doing music videos most of the time just for fun, you know, and making some money at it and, you know, working with some of these bigger artists and stuff. And it's sort of the lifestyle I don't want to live. I don't want to just be shooting music videos all the time. I want to work on big feature film budgets, you know, and it's nice to have a big budget because right now, um, I'm at the stage where I'm starting to get into bigger budget stuff, but it's one of them things where you're basically taking something like a light. You might be able to have it with this big budget, but you know when you're indie filmmaking and doing these type of things, you're rigging stuff, whatever you can come up with for the cheaper version, but it's, it's a whole lot easier when you have the money there to use that tool necessary to get the job done. Instead of so you trying to duct tape something or you know, use a curtain or something for silk or a diffusion or whatever you're trying to do.
0: But being on a budget makes you uh, all the more creative in how you shoot.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It does help get an idea of what's going on and trying to stick with it. So, so when you do get the tools, it's, it's like a slot, like a breeze almost. Like you're like, okay, you know, I need this tool. Okay, I can use this tool. It's there.
0: <laughs> then it's almost not fun anymore. You don't have to be creative about creating something. <laughs> it's like, oh well, man, that's all, almost too it,
1: easy. It's boring. Even with some of the other bigger stuff I've worked on, it's still fun because there's always problems. That's one thing that I've noticed in filmmaking. There's always gonna be a problem that arises and the team, you know, gets the job done. Um, you know, they're trying to put together like whether you're behind on time or something, you're always trying to fix a problem that's
0: and with film, you have a lot more problems than just, like, than audio does. Audio just has, like, the audio problem. But with film, you have, like, the said audio problems, and then you have to be like, oh, we gotta catch the sunlight just right. Or, you know, all of that stuff, too. So, yeah, double the senses, double the problems.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's all sorts of things that
0: can happen so you mentioned that you were talking about are working with some bigger named artists so who have you worked with
1: um mostly just lower budget um local artists um trying to make a name for themselves as well as me trying to help them they help me grow um and some of them take it serious and some others don't as that's what i feel at least you know i'm trying to do my best that I can, but if they're not willing to put in the work as well, it kind of goes hand in hand. Kind of, I I feel like it makes me look worse <laughs> in a way.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they if they're doing half ass job on their own video, yeah, yeah,
1: it it's hard. Um, not naming names and stuff. I've I've tried to direct people, and all they cared about was hanging out with their friends or you know getting into other things that they shouldn't be doing especially when they're paying me, spending money, and they're not even listening to anything that I have to say, especially when you pay me to direct and um, do things and I've tried to tell you multiple times, but you don't seem to want to cooperate with me. And it just makes my work look pretty bad when I can't get the results that I wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, that does suck. You could shoot everything correctly, or it could be vice versa, too. Like, if they are doing everything correctly and the cinematographer isn't doing everything correct, One, you need both of them to make it look good.
1: Yeah, it definitely takes hand in hand with everything. Just even a crew, if you have a crew, you know, knowing people, that's another thing. Relationships matter, um, definitely in the film industry and knowing people that you can rely on and know what they're, you know, what they're capable of to get the right job done and everything to go easily done, basically. And so everything turns out really well.
0: Definitely. So like, I was talking to you a little bit before the show and you were saying something that I'm kind of impressed with. It's good to have gold. And this is kind of an awesome goal right here. The next project you're putting out, uh, you're shooting for an Oscar.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. It's, uh, one that probably a lot of people joke around and be like, kind of like, that's a big thing. So try yeah. to do what you can and do the best that you can. And I like, I want to win an Oscar, you know. I know I won't be the youngest or anything. There's other people that win them, but I would like something to showcase my work and, know, to make a name for myself and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool, man. And, uh, you said they have, like, a short film category, correct?
1: Yeah, they, um, as far as I know what I've read, I've tried to read a bunch of rules and, you know, they all have their certain qualifications, This, certain this, but I'm pretty sure they have, uh, short film for live action and then they have a short film for animated but definitely what I'm working on is a short film for the live action
0: alright perfect and like uh, can you talk much about what the film is yet or any any hints or anything going
1: on with the film that you can share Um, yeah I can definitely share with you it's still in pre-production so nothing is like finalized or anything it's still going through some. Different things, and um, so it's about this guy that he basically. It's a. I want to say it's a comedy drama. I'm actually writing it and producing it, and I have a co-producer as of right now, um, and he's worked on quite a few things. Um, and actually, this week we have a film festival that I'm going to, and it. Uh, he's releasing one of his uh, projects that he worked on called Replica Raid Two, which is it's almost like a silent film, but it's not um hmm. but you go check that out it, it'll be um i think on youtube april like 10th or something like that um so is it like but, a
0: silent film but they talk
1: no it's more <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
0: like it's, how can it be like a silent film but not i i, I just needed to get a little clarity on that
1: it's it's like a silent film but <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's It's hard to explain. I feel like it's a silent film.
0: Is it like a silent film, like, kind of feel like, say, like, you watch a uh, Charlie Chaplin movie or something like that. And, you know, he's kind of running around like the tramp, like, wing uh, spinning his cane and stuff and just kind of shot like that. But um, or like, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to grasp it with my mind.
1: Yeah, basically it is. It's honestly like a silent film. There's no, like, dialogue or anything besides, like, maybe a scream or something like that. It's, okay. It's, it's about this guy that, like, chases himself or something. Or maybe I should not say chases himself because I'm not exactly 100% sure.
0: All right. Well, he chases something or something chases him. Yeah. At, like, picture. there's a big chase scene of him running around in circles in the living room. Am I Am I guessing closely?
1: It's sort of like that. It's a car chase. All right, so let's let's talk
0: about uh, your short again. Does it have a name yet? What name should um, we listen to when the Oscars happen?
1: It was the lottery project, just straight out because I didn't have a name. But I think it's it's going to be called the machine. And so it's about this guy that wins the lottery over and over again. But every time he wins, so it's it's like a common thing that he wins over and over. He just keeps winning the lottery, but anything. Um, with that ticket of him winning comes back, or he can't turn it in. Everything's interconnected. It's supposed to be a comedy. I want it to be very brutal. It kind of like, um, like it's just like a no brainer type comedy. Okay. It's hard to explain, but just something stupid. Like it's, it's stupid, but it's not, but I want to have drama with it. And so it, you feel connected to the character more, and um, to the story more than anything.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about the character here, so we can uh, get into the movie a little bit. The main character, he wins a lottery all the time, but like,
1: what's his backstory? Um, basically, he's just a another guy living the life, or he's trying to make the or something. He's just an everyday Joe. Or a John or anything. He's just a normal, everyday, wake up, go to work. I'm done, come back, do the same thing over again. But now something's thrown into a mix of it. Um, Hey, I got a, you know, a winning lottery ticket. Now I'm going to try to go catch this in, but everything's bad. I'm trying not to get too many details. Okay. Nothing's set in stone yet, so it doesn't it might be a whole nother thing. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. So
0: is this kind of based off of, have you heard about the lottery curse? Um, yeah,
1: I've looked into some of that. Like Um,
0: when like, yeah, somebody wins a lottery and it happens to be the worst thing that ever happened to them. Like they get scammed, friends and family comes out of the woodwork and bleeds them dry.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like that. Like everything always, um, is bad. Um, not necessarily. Some people know how to... I, I The lottery intrigues me. That's why I think I wrote this. It's always one of the things that, what if I won? Especially like tonight there was a drawing. I don't know if anybody won it for $750 million. Um And some people know how to be smart with it and some don't. But... Um, and I'm trying to relate a little bit to my life with uh, trying to make it somewhere where I want to do my own thing and be known. And I'm trying to connect... Um, and I want my audience to connect as well. I want them to be like, this is me. Like I'm working every day. I do the same thing. I go to work, um, and everything. And so you feel the struggles of that character back to you and, um, you can relate. Okay. I want to draw my audience in like that, kind of, but also I want it to be funny, kind of like a, Hey, I, you know, I dropped my lottery ticket or whatever and it flew off. Or something like that, or you know, it, it would be my luck I win and I uh, I had a hole in my pocket or something. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So I'm I'm just trying to picture in my mind how this is going, and it's like uh, the lottery curse, and he wins like all the time. So it's like the lottery curse mixed with Groundhog Day or something like that. But
1: yeah, and, yeah, it definitely is, and um, it's it's like a reoccurring thing because. Only he can see it. Um, it's it's a machine. How I want to do it is it's this machine that, the like the very opening scene is going to be, you're going to hear this jingle of this, um, like in a gas station or wherever, um, some store, and you hear this ominous music and um, a jingle of the lottery machine going off and it's like an evil type, and you okay. just hear it going off, and it's like really dark, and you're just creeping in onto it, and like going through it basically, and then you you come out to the next day. I want I want to grab my audience as soon as they um, see the very beginning, so they're intrigued by it and wondering what the hell is it.
0: Yeah, that sounds kind of cool, man. Kind of mysterious in a way, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens with that. And uh, for getting that submitted to the Oscars from all the way in North Carolina, how does that happen? Like th- uh, I thought like Oscars had to, you had to be nominated and stuff like that, but can you submit for Oscars or does the short still have to be nominated?
1: To get a nomination, how it works, far as I know, I'm not 100% sure I've been reading up on it and there's a bunch of different things, technical ways of like file formats and different things like that. But besides that, I, I think there's three ways to um, enter. You either you get accepted and win an award through like Sundance okay or some of the bigger film festivals and then there's another one where you can rent out a um theater and I think it has to be um Los Angeles County for I think a week. So you'd have to rent out that theater and then you're um nominated, I'm pretty sure. Um and then there's one other way. But it's very weird because from what I've read also is if you enter it to this film festival, you have to do it before the other one and you can't share it through any of it, um, online or anything, or you can't submit it to any other film festival. It has to be certain ones picked. Um, Hmm. like you can't screen either in the U S before you have a Canadian release or however, um, you do that or vice versa. It's one of them from what I've read. Um, okay. And, and don't hold me to it but as far as I know what I've read because like they the... can't just randomly pick everything there's so many short films that are created within a year you know everybody's having their own ideas and stuff it's not just random so they have these strict guidelines that follow they pick through winning an award kind of wondered that
0: like how you know you get a short film noticed by the academy where most of the time it's like these huge Hollywood blockbusters or you know, well-financed indie films.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, who won this uh, year's? I guess it's this year. It was just the, the recent one, um, so I guess it was this year. <laughs> I <can't laughs> lose track of time sometimes, but uh, the film was "Skin," and it's actually pretty cool. Um, all this stuff is interconnected, or at least who I've worked with and everything is pretty cool. That one of the actors that was in it. No, I'm getting off topic a little bit. No, no, that's it, it, cool. still on this, but, um, I've worked with one of the, uh, another actor that she worked on, Dumpling. um, I recently met her, I didn't work with her, but I, I met her through, um, working through broadcasting stuff, I met her, um uh, Hilary Begley, she was, like, Aunt, the Aunt or something on the Dolly Parton movie, and it was pretty cool huh. that I met her, but one of the actors, one of the, like, supporting roles or something like that, um, I, uh, she um, worked on the film that won the Oscar this year and everything for the live action, which was called Skin, and it was like a, a racial kind of thing. That the the guy, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's pretty intriguing.
0: You know, um, I have heard of that. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, though. It's, um, it's pretty good. Okay, cool. And I just must add this into I, I like the way you say theater um like I, I i you're like i do not notice a southern accent at all until you got to the word movie theater like i notice in in the south it's like every letter in theater is pronounced
1: <laughs> i i have a southern accent on certain things i catch it and try not to be and it's hard because uh, i'm trying to talk to as professionally as i can and everything. I guess that's the right word, because I, you know, I'll say y'all or different things like that. And...
0: I wouldn't even worry about y'all. Like I, I say y'all sometimes. I'm I'm originally from the Midwest. I'm originally from Iowa. I live out here in California now, up in uh, Northern California. Uh, but yeah, y'all is said uh, everywhere. But with the with the Southern draw, that's where you know y'all really stands
1: out. <laughs> yeah there's all sorts of things I'm sure I've pronounced wrong or you know I have no 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 I would say that like the way
0: you said it man I have a have like a former co-worker up here that is from Texas and he'd say theaters are now I'm actually saying theater <laughs> without even thinking about it he said like he said it the same way as you did so
1: <laughs> how' how's it uh, you try to say it normal I guess.
0: Okay, say it normal. Theater. Say it without the A. Say it without the A.
1: Theater. <laughs> it sounds so weird. I don't like it. it it's funny because I, uh, I just worked with some people that I, were born and raised in Los Angeles. They uh, We did a short film recently um, called Dig, which was like a uh, thesis uh, film project from USC um, the One of the cinema art schools um, in Los Angeles, and they, uh, I worked on as a PA and did some stuff with them, and uh, all they cared about here was barbecue and uh, Waffle House and everything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty funny, and seeing different things, um, even like grocery bags, like plastic bags, they were like, these are free. And, uh, yeah,
0: they every place in California now charges 10 cents for a bag.
1: Yeah, it it's weird cuz it's, it's funny the simple things that I enjoy or that are easy to me, you know. It's even like they couldn't buy liquor at CVS because we don't you have to sell it at like a ABC store that's like devoted for liquor. You can buy beer and oh. stuff at Walmart, but you can't just go into CVS or any other store unless it's an actual liquor store. So is,
0: is North, does North Carolina have, like, dry counties and everything like that? or
1: uh, I don't think dry counties or anything. It, they have just certain uh, rules, like, where you can't. Um, I think there's one where you can't sell alcohol on Sunday until after 12. And then um, I might be wrong about that. but then,
0: I've heard stuff um, like that places, or, or there are some places that don't sell it on Sunday or whatever. But what are you supposed to drink for the game, right?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, um, but they have, they have that. Um, but most, like, you can buy beer and stuff like Walmart. But any hard liquor, like whiskey or moonshine or anything like that, then you have to go to an actual dedicated package a liquor store or anything like that.
0: Interesting. So I'll hop right back on track here. Uh, making films in North Carolina. What would you say is the biggest challenge of making films out where you are at?
1: Honestly, like everything, uh, it's, it's pretty hard and it's kind of nice that I have Atlanta that's close by and Atlanta's kind of growing, um, and everything, but it's honestly hard where I am. I'm in like the Asheville area, so near the more and different things like that. And we're known for beer.
2: Okay. Beer.
1: And, um, we're trying to get artsy, I guess, but it's not anything. Nobody takes it serious around here, I guess to a certain degree there's and it's hard to work one thing i noticed with working with other people that aren't or are from around here especially when they come from la they have these opportunities Is i feel like you know that they they have people that they can work with and know what they're doing here it's more of like you have some people that know what they're doing and then that actually like do this for a living that want to you know make something out of it and then you have some of these other people that know a little bit about it but they're just kind of it's a hobby to them that, yeah. you know, and it, it's hard to, like, work with the people like that sometimes to figure it out. And, um, like when I worked with these people from LA, they came in, you know, everybody had a job to do and they did it. You don't have to check up on them. You trust them. You know, they know what they're doing. When you, when you say, hand me a C47, you, you get a C47. If you knew, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> C forty seven is a clothespin, pin, just a film term.
0: Ah, oh, okay. I did not know that. For some reason, in my mind I was picturing
1: a microphone, but
0: C forty seven is a is a close pin,
1: huh? Yeah, but it's a clothespin. pin. And some of this also helped me. I went to I was intern um, at the Asheville School of Film, which it's not a degree program. One of the, I guess the director, the owner of it, he's a really nice guy. I um, really enjoyed working with him. His name's Brad Hoover. And everything and he uh, he mentored me a little bit and helped me um get deeper into the film industry and I really appreciate him he helped me learn some terminology and different things like that but it, it's it's a struggle here because it, and it sucks because I'm actually I'm trying to move to LA just because I want to surround myself with people that know what they're doing and that are dedicated to working with it and I want to I want people that are better than me I don't want to be Somewhere, like I, I, I watched this uh, video of this. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, he watched, uh, or he was saying, he's like doing a speaking thing, and he's like, Get out of Loserville. He's like, If you want to make it, you got to get out of here. You got to go somewhere. You got to do things. And then you also don't want to be the, the big fish in the small pond. You want to be the big fish, but in a bigger pond, basically. Yeah. Or you, you, something like that, so you can grow and you know, everything. Which I definitely agree, and I kind of feel like that around here, that you have some people that are know what they're doing and take it serious, and there's other people that are just here for fun. They're, you know, they're a hobby. They don't have, like, an interest into it to a certain degree of where I I want to do this full-time. In which I actually, technically, I do work full-time doing this. I work on the side and do things of, you know, film, and then also I work in the broadcast and part of things, which is still related in a sense. It's a little different, but um, it helps me uh, just be around and learn stuff. It's
0: awesome that you're actually able to be doing what you want to do full-time between the film and the um, broadcast uh, news uh, work that you're doing. And, you know, um, when are. Our- well, let's let's do this. When are you planning on uh, moving out to uh, California?
1: Um, hopefully, pretty soon. I'm trying to slowly progress. Um, there's a lot of things. i even with the news. We own a bunch of stations, so I'm trying to use that as a to help me to move. And okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So it's a little cheaper, <laughs> you know, and everything. <laughs> hopefully. Now,
0: how long have you been doing film? Uh, I've been doing this about four to five years. So, in your four to five years of film experience, what advice would you have for somebody who is looking to either get started in film or take their uh, career to the next level?
1: Honestly, I would... This is kind of a vague answer, but I would honestly say just go do it. Um, That's a hard thing for me to comprehend because I like to procrastinate a lot. uh, (laughs) Cause there's always things that I'm like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. But, um, even like the Oscar, it's like, go do it. Like, no, nobody's stopping you from doing it. Go do it. But yourself. You, Very you can, true. Like, if money's an issue, there's ways to look around that. If you have a, a cell phone, I know everybody has one. So it's about, um, it has a camera. It has things. It might not be the best quality, everything, but you know, some of this technology is starting to, compete and everything it's you don't have to have a red you don't have to have um the ari ari i call it a ari um, alexa or anything like that you, you just go you go do it with yeah what you have and it's hard to not get caught up in the gear in different things because of course i would love that new red 8k helium and everything <laughs> new zeiss lenses and this and that and but look at the money like how much did you really just spend and you might use it you know and make some money back but you can't just buy that out of pocket and a lot of people rent things you can rent things for you know for like four days for like 300 bucks you know and you can rent you know that $80,000 camera instead of dishing out $80,000 you know that you might invest it and you'll make more money back over time but that's a long term investment it's not going to be tomorrow even though it could be, that's a, that's another hard thing to realize that I could, even from this podcast, you don't know who's listening. You don't know who's watching. Very true. Um, you, you get a phone call tomorrow. Hey, um, I heard your project. We would love to talk more about it. Um, I'm an executive producer that can finance your film. You, you don't know these things that can happen. And then tomorrow also might be your last day. Yeah. So you, you just got to go do it. And that's what's driving me now instead of working on other people's things. Um, is i want to do my own and talking about that earlier like you might be working on this other person's music video but if they didn't put in the effort and time just like you did it might turn out very bad and you're not proud of it and i'm of course not proud of my own work but i'm very hard on myself and I, a lot of people tell me don't be so hard but um did you say you're not proud of
0: your own work
1: uh, some of it i am it's not everything though it's um one of them things like I always want to be better well you know that's
0: that's actually kind of good in a way but not that you're not proud of your work I think you I don't know like if I go back and listen to one of my first episodes that I did I'm maybe slightly embarrassed by it or like you know I'm like oh wow I'm so much better today than I was but the good thing is that you're improving so that looks like subpar work to you now so I think you know I I'm not telling you how to do it, but I think it's good to like even be be proud of where you started and that you have came to where you're at now. You
1: no know, I, I definitely am that's what I, I wasn't trying to say it like that but I'm I for some reason I'm very hard on myself with that because I know I can do better yeah and I just haven't had these opp- opportunities that I, I want to have like I always want to be there tomorrow than i am today and um it's just i know it's bad in a way but it's also good if it's, and i'm trying to listen up a little bit you know i i and it takes time for all this stuff It's like you everybody starts out at zero it's just like you know you start that new instagram account you might have zero today, but within that next couple of years you might have thirty thousand followers or something like that and it doesn't just happen overnight in, in some cases it does it's happened um occasionally but it's, it's rare some of these people have to work towards it it's like you you said you've been doing this for three the or however many yeah years. just
0: over three years at the uh end of at the beginning of march end of february it was three years
1: so see exactly it, it takes time to grow following and it's hard to keep up with everything everything's changing all the is changing what may be popular today might not be tomorrow um
0: exactly so. man exactly and As a one person, you know, you can only do so much of uh, your own online stuff, your own uh, social media, and still creating the product that you're trying to promote. So I have much respect for anybody who actually gets out there and creates something, you know? Uh, So, uh, and that's kind of why I started this show in a way, in order to help promote other people Uh, that are actually out there and creating something like yourself sir
1: i appreciate it yeah definitely networking helping each other out it's very important one day you might work with this person it's like now i have i worked with this one guy and you know he might be my roommate or something within the next couple months because you know i got i was friendly with him and we seemed to get along and he's uh he works on a bunch of different things. He works on some of the Jack in the Box commercials. He's a grip and everything. Cool. Um, he's he's a really nice guy, and we talk back and forth and everything. And so it's nice to make these connections, especially when you have someone to help you out. Definitely, definitely, networking is
0: huge, dude. Networking is huge, and you never know you never know who you're talking to. So, so we touched a little bit on uh, social media i'm not doing any transitional stuff i'm just jumping right to the next question you talked about social media and instagram and your website and stuff what are you doing currently to promote yourself
1: well it was like the other day i recently on instagram i created just a simple video um it probably took a couple hours because i was messing around doing other things (laughs) you know trying to film myself and um everything but i eventually made this small little I mean, to me, it looks professional. Um, it's just a simple video, like a three second, five second video of this product that I was just practicing on, trying to get some just to practice with lighting and different things like that. And um, just to try to get me to stay focused on different things. And um, I'm trying to get slowly back into it, just constantly promote, just showing something that I've done, showing this um, and everything. And then now, Since I'm working on this film, um, The Machine, I'm trying to slowly just focus on that because I want it to be big. I want to give everything to it um, and see how it goes. For all I know, it might never get done. I don't know. Things happen. But I want to stick to it and try to be the one that everybody knows that I did that. Definitely, dude.
0: I'm actually kind of excited to uh, see The Machine. Do you have any clips of that up yet, or
1: um, nothing. Nothing's um done with it. Um, it's just in pre-production. I've been trying to gather a crew, um, and everything. And uh, one of my co-producers, we're just working back to back on it and discussing. We're having meetings occasionally on it, and um, we're trying to slowly write it because I'm I'm not a writer. I I absolutely hate writing. I hate sitting at a computer or anything. <laughs> and even um, editing stuff. I i'll be honest i kind of hate editing i'll do it but i don't i don't want to do it the rest of my life it's i uh it's almost like i have ADD or something but i don't um yeah but I, I just don't like sitting for a long time and i get distracted with other things and that's another hard thing um, especially because i have most of my stuff at the house i don't have a dedicated space to work in and to try to drive myself away from distractions of like i have an xbox you know i can be playing that or, and playing my friends versus, <laughs> you know, working on this and doing Definitely. things like that. Um, but uh, everything's going slowly but surely. Um, and I have two years within, I don't know, that's another rule, you have two years to submit or be nominated or whatever um, for an Oscar. So you could make it and it come up not this year, the next year or something like that. And so I'm just slowly trying to work on it and progress and make decisions about it um, that I think, um, with my experience, I know what I'm doing. Um, and I, I'm not actually going to direct it. He's um, my co-producer, I think, is going to direct it. Um, I'm going to let him have the opportunity to direct, to direct it after we discuss things, even though I'm going to have the say so over most of it. <laughs> and it's hard to, um, w- you know, with these small budget stuff and everything... You know, when you don't have the crew that you need, because it's almost like, a. you have certain people that focus on certain things and on these larger budget and more crew and everything, everybody has a job. You have department heads and different things like that. And, you know, they have their specific job. You're not trying to focus on everything. And with the lower budget things, you're taking on more roles than just one, um, particular thing that you're trying to focus on which is sometimes bad you know, but it gives you experience with different things as well for sure dude for sure it's like me i've done multiple different jobs i've directed produced um i've done sound um i've edited some stuff um, and, it, and i've done a little bit of everything <laughs> um and it's harder with uh when you don't have that crew because you're taking on different roles, and, but I'm, I'm gonna give him the opportunity to direct it. Um, and I, I work well with um, his name's Ted. Okay. And he, he actually he does a little bit. He has his own type podcast or um, thing type YouTube. He does comic book reviews and, and okay things like that. He works with this group.
0: Well, if you do you know the name of his podcast or show? Um, I think
1: yeah, it's Watchtower Database.
0: Watchtower Database. All right. Yeah, Shout out like 30... Ted and Watchtower Database. What were say? Yeah, saying? they have like
1: they have like thirty thousand um, subscribers on YouTube, I think. Oh it's wow! Like, it's like three other guys. It's like him and two other ones or something. And they like review comic books, but he does that. And um, but he's he just finished uh, editing and getting everything finished for his replica raid. There, there's a replica raid one. Um, I didn't work on that one, but I did, uh, the rep with the too, I did some drone stuff and PA'd around and some behind the scenes and everything like that. But, yeah.
2: Alright,
0: very cool, man. Um, and that's awesome that you're, like, uh, letting them get a little, uh, directing experience in and everything, but, uh, now, what
2: would you say
0: would be a highlight or two
1: that you care to share with the uncontained audience. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I have a couple. Um, since I do all this stuff—short films, the music videos, and everything—you get a bunch of opportunities to go places, do things that not a lot of people get to do. Um, like one of them with the music video, even though you can't see it, it the but we were in a penthouse suite, you know, you okay, get to chill up there <laughs> and everything, and you know. I get to press that P on the elevator and <laughs> all the way up to the penthouse suite. <laughs> I, get, I get that experience of different things like that, going places, seeing things. I've been to these broken down asylums and different places like that and got to work on like a, I worked on a feature, um, last year. It's not out yet. It's almost done, um, called Jed. Um,
0: I saw you posted film. on that on, uh, on Facebook, I didn't get a chance to check out like, is there trailers out for that? Um, yeah, I
1: think there is somewhere Um, like I said, it's hard to keep up with everything and I'm in multiple different secret groups of what I have and what I, ha- I don't have and uh <laughs> so, a lot of different things are online, and you can check out usually you can it's not hard to find them there's that that I work on, You, I got to you know, go to a broken down asylum that was like a hospital that over the years um it got like i, I think it burned down almost but um got to work there um another time what some were you the shooting people, there um some flashback scenes of on, on the feature film that i work on jen and everything it's a horror film about this uh hold on and it's an lgbtq film um and supposedly we're going to try to get some distribution on that, some different things. We're going to try to maybe do the film festival route. And it hopefully will be on Netflix and Hulu and different platforms eventually when it finally gets finalized. Definitely. But I think right now it's close to getting picture locked and then it's going to go ahead and sound and a bunch of different things. Um, right, man, that's cool. I'll have to check out uh, Jed. Yeah, it is a fun project. I think we shot it in 10 days, something like that. We had a little bit of layaway, leave room or something, whatever you call that, uh, from where we were planning on to get finished, but we had to push back a little bit due to some rain and stuff of what we needed to get shot in that time frame. But um it was a fun experience. You know, I got to hang out with people. I get to meet different people. I get to, one of the guys that was on Jed, he does a lot of background for The Walking Dead. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, um, which is filmed in Atlanta. I- I'd you
0: know, like to be a zombie on that show, man. I- he- he's like not a zombie. A he's uh
1: he's a uh, he's one of the survivors um, for what's his. Name? I haven't watched that show in forever. With Negan? Um, yeah, that's it. Or the saviors? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it's the Savior. Well, it's Negan's army or something like that. I
0: think. Yeah, like, Negan has, like, the saviors, those are his, his people, um, that follow him, or he dictates over or something, uh, (laughs) so, yeah, that's cool, yeah, because they're shooting a lot of stuff down in Atlanta right now, because of the, uh, the tax breaks and everything like that, so, do you, do you ever get to go down to the, uh, Walking Dead set?
1: Um, no, not personally, I almost, uh. I've thought about trying to do a little acting maybe to see what it feels like on the other side. So I've almost applied to um, some casting places that do a lot of, like, um, The Resident, I think. It's kind of like Grey's Anatomy type um, that films in Atlanta and surrounding areas. They were looking for some background people. I just get a feel of what it, you know, and say that I've been on it, you know. And you get, and like he was saying, the guy that's from The Walking Dead, he's like, you know, you, you might not make a lot of money doing it, but everybody, you know, it's always a job that they need and you get paid, you know, and then they feed you really well and take care of you. And so that's, that's nice to work with a crew that does that.
0: They, z- um, they feed you rotten zombie flesh, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, they, they do that. And then, um, so I haven't, the biggest thing I probably, I don't know, it's it's hard, because um, I've met so many people over these years of talking to him and working on it, it's just like the thesis filmed, I worked with Val Kilmer's son, Jack, um, so that's pretty cool, in my Yeah, opinion. definitely. He um, did Top Gun and stuff, if you don't know who Val Kilmer is.
0: Oh yeah, I know I, who Val Kilmer is, he he was the Iceman in Top Gun, Yeah, and, and yeah. Also in uh, Click Click Bang Bang or something like that. Uh, Uh,
1: I'm sure there's all sorts of things. There's there's a lot
0: of movies with Val Kilmer. He was also the Phantom. Uh, But I never saw that film. So I just know that he was the Phantom. A little random trivia. But anyway, I got like two more questions left for you. Yeah, so two more questions. And then I'll let you get on about your night. And I appreciate you coming on the show. So when somebody checks out one of your films or something that you've worked on your upcoming your upcoming film The Machine what do you want them to take away and feel and remember about that performance
1: uh i want them to feel connected especially like with the machine not everything i'll probably write or anything you know i hate writing like i said before <laughs> but uh to feel connected and enjoy something, something they enjoy watching that's all I care about, really, is like, that was really good or something, you know. It's some, um, I guess, like, why, why do we watch movies, I guess? It's kind of just to enjoy it and, you know what I mean? It's hard to explain, but,
2: why yeah. do you, like, it's do you a suspension watch?
0: of disbelief.
1: Yeah, and, and everything, like, believe, it's funny because I have a, a friend that I talk to, um, she helps me out a lot, um, she supports me and everything, and she, um, I annoy the crap out of her. with. I'll show her how behind the scenes works on different things of how we did this and how we did that. And she's like, so that wasn't real. Are you telling me that wasn't real? I believed it, you know, (laughs) things
0: like that. Oh, the magic of uh, cinema right there, my friend. It's a wonderful thing. All right, Gary, man, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you for joining me. I know it's a three hour time difference for you here. So it's getting kind of, Kind of laid out where you're at. And uh, I just have that one final question for you, dude. Garen Wilson, how do you live uncontained?
1: Uh, I live uncontained by doing things. Um, like I said before, procrastination, I'm bad at it. But you just got to keep on progressing and doing what you want to do. You know, everything's there, go do it. So nice. I'm, I'm trying to progress and do what I want to do. I want to work on bigger feature films with million dollar budgets and you know work with people that are well known and do great things and you know help others and different things like that but uh that's that's how I live uncontained and you know if that means that I gotta tomorrow or something pack up my stuff all my equipment all my everything I have and I guess live in my truck or something, you know. If I have to do that to where I want to see myself going, because in the long term I know it's best for me, then I'll probably do it. Because I'm not um, just going to sit around and not do anything about it, especially when I know I can and I know I'm going to make it. Um, and that's another thing. Don't just because you're not making money right now or anything like that the film. It's it's tough. I know that. It's, it's like oh, I could make this and. You know, a day, it's nice, you know, I got rent to pay or something. Yeah. Whatever. But, um, you know, and that's nice and all to get paid and everything, but some of that stuff isn't going to come. It takes time with that. I know that it hurts. Um, it's a little vice versa with different things. Um, people, you know, want, um, you you know, you don't want to work for free. It takes time. It takes resources and different things like that. Um, but you gotta have you gotta start somewhere and show people what you can do and experiment and different things like that. Um, and that's how I look at it right now. Is like I'm doing this as a favor. One day it might make me that twenty million dollars up front from Warner Brothers or something like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And that's who. Also, I look I like uh, some of his films. Christopher Nolan and the Batman trilogy and different things like that. You know, getting paid twenty million dollars up front to direct. Uh, you know, a multi-million-dollar budget. Wouldn't um, that be film. nice? Yeah, and I feel like that will come, but don't worry about it now. Even though it sucks and it takes, you know, a lot of different things, you're sacrificing a lot, but not to uh, get caught up all in that.
2: That's and awesome, dude. I, I you, like uh, your enjoy. I like
0: your outlook. Uh, I like uh, you know, I think you're you're in a good spot. Like uh, with your mindset, as far as for the process of getting to where you want to go
1: yeah it definitely definitely takes a lot of time and it's not going to happen overnight you know some people might create something or it might go viral yeah it it might you, you never know but um you got to keep trying and just stick to it and not give up because from what i've heard and from my experiences and some of the people that make it in Hollywood is they would like to say is that for every thousand times um, I've got told no or whatever from my screenplay or my script or whatever I've written and you know I uh, pitched it or anything an idea you know for all them thousand times I got told no you only see one percent of my yeses which might be that saw which I recently watched uh <laughs> One of the guys that directed Saw 2 and everything, that um, he basically, he's been told a thousand times no, and then you only get to see 1% of their successes that make it. And you got to keep on trying, and a lot of people are going to turn you down, but don't give up.
0: I, I like that. You only see 1% of, well, you know, the successes are only 1% of all their attempts that they've made or something along those lines. It's something to put it in perspective for people who are trying to uh, get their names out there, trying to get uh, recognized, and, uh, yeah, it's a numbers game.
1: Yeah, it definitely is.
0: All right, dude. Well, thank you so much once again for coming on the show. Um, I look forward to um, seeing your upcoming film and can can you tell me where people will be able to see that one more time um
1: which one <laughs> there's so many of or, them. Or, <laughs> not- I, I
0: i i'm just trying to where, where do people go watch movies um <laughs> <theater>.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i just had to i just wanted to hear you say theater one more time and that, that just made my night. Uh, will you do me the honor of uh, signing off the show today, hey, Garen?
1: My name is Garen Wilson, and I live uncontained.
0: And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening and thank you to Garen for sharing his story with me and uh, what he's working on. So it sounds like he's got a lot in the work. So you'll definitely want to check him out on his YouTube page and uh, other social media, which I will have in the show notes for you. Yeah, I'm rooting for him to get this Oscar, man. That that'd be awesome. Uh, winning the Oscar for the short film uh The Machine. So keep uh keep an ear and an eye open for that one. And uh yeah, 19 and all that ambition. I, I can see it happening, man. I'm I'm rooting for Garen and the Machine to take home Oscar. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you have a friend that you think would enjoy the show, help them out and uh, send a link their way and send them my way. And uh, I appreciate any word of mouth because it's the best form of advertising that there is. So hit me up on social media, Uncontained Pot at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next time, live uncontained.